Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Well, that is right. You are listening to Conservative Not Bitter Talk, and I am your host, Todd Huff. Folks, you can email me your thoughts, opinions, questions, comments. I'll even accept your adoration and praise. It is a pleasure to be with you here this morning, and I appreciate you tuning in. And be advised that listening to this program can, in fact, cause you to lean to the right. So be careful out there as you consume the content of this program because it can affect. It can affect your, um, well, your ability to maintain a straight line. You will veer to the right. So I want to start today with this infrastructure bill that is about to be unveiled by the Obama administration, reportedly with a price tag of three to four trillion with a T dollars, three to four trillion dollar price tag on infrastructure. Now, that's a lot of money, number one. Number two, and well, let's stick with number one for a moment. Infrastructure, three to four trillion dollars, roads and bridges. I don't know how many look, I don't I think this is actually one of the things that government is supposed to be uh, doing. And I think it would be much more palatable to the average person if government would focus on what it's doing or what it should be doing rather, uh, than all these other things that it's involved in, including including as Biden put last week in that glorious press conference he says he's trying to create or promising a new paradigm and he wants to change the paradigm to where we start to reward work and not just wealth those were president joe biden's words i'm not sure if he remembers those or not but he did say that he wants to reward work not just wealth a new paradigm is being sought by our our government. Do you want, by the way, do you want the government to decide that it's going to reward you for your work? How, how what, what's the word I want to use here? How, not corrupt, but just how blatantly ridiculous is this viewpoint? That the government exists to reward you and me and whoever else is out there, for our work. This is the job, I guess, of the, of the government to reward us for our work. And people nod at this as though this is some sort of great, profound, new understanding as Biden seeks to build back better. Does this sound better to you, the government deciding to reward you for your work? I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so at all. In fact, I think I think that this nation this nation needs to return to its 
foundational principles on this. I think our nation needs to re-embrace, re-embrace free markets and capitalism. The idea that the government's job is to reward you candidly for anything is not what the founders had intended. If we have gotten to the point where praise and reward from our government is at the top of the list for Americans, we have really screwed things up here, folks. We have really screwed things up. Reward people based upon their work, not their wealth. I'm not in favor of government rewarding people for their wealth either. Whatever Biden means by that. Biden, what Biden wants to do, what the Democrats want to do, is create this class warfare. There are fewer people at the upper echelons of wealth than those that are at, you know, the middle or the bottom. There are more people in the middle class than there are in the upper class. And so this is a tactic, this is a tool, this is a ploy to gain support and to use that support to force upon the American people some really radical, really radical ideas and and concepts up to and including the very point at which they are trying to build back better, which is a stupid way of saying make America less capitalistic, make America less free, make America more dependent upon the federal government who, if the Democrats have their way, will be run by the Democrats permanently. That's why they want to pass this stupid H.R. 1. That's why they're out there in full force going after Joe Manchin. I saw people going after Joe Manchin on on Morning Joy, which I got some sound bites from her as well as we We'll touch on a couple of things today. Illegal immigration, what's happening at the border. The surge, AOC says that we shouldn't use that. AOC, that, that term, surge on the border. That um, makes it sound militaristic. Did you know that, Oz? You know why? Because res- surge doesn't mean that they're insurgents. I think this is what AOC thinks. I think she believes that the term surge comes from insurgents in the sense of, you know, like if you use the word surge, there's a surge of people at the border. I'll play the soundbite for you here as the program comes together. But if there's a surge of people at the border, you mean that to reflect um, the the term insurgent. These are people, um, these are basically like terror when we were in the Middle East, right? And we gained control of a region, and then there were insurgents, that were trying to destabilize the region and cause the American forces to lose control and for evil to reign there once again, um, and for the terrorists to get back in charge. <clears throat> this is what AOC apparently thinks that we mean when we say when we say there's a surge of people that we're implying that they're insurgents. I'm just telling. I, I know this doesn't sound believable. I well. I think you do believe that it's believable because you've heard AOC before. I'm just going to play this. But we've got this this border crisis. All these things folks are related. And and it's it's kind of overwhelming to the senses. We're talking about 3 to 4 trillion with a T. These these numbers, these numbers of this magnitude used to be reserved for things in space. Things that were just massive in, in size and scope and really beyond even our abilities to comprehend in size. We 
reserved numbers like this to talk about that space and size and just the massive uh, universe in which we find ourselves living. Now we talk about that as how much money we're going to spend on on things. So we got that out there. It's just overwhelming your ability to really comprehend my ability to comprehend and to fight back with this stuff. But we got massive spending on that front. We've got tax increases. We've got a border that's out of control, a border crisis. We've got the school district in San Diego that is actually doing in-person teaching for children who have crossed our borders illegally, but they're not yet teaching American students in the classroom. Jen Psaki tried to explain that yesterday at a press conference, and this will shock you. She had a massive swing and a miss. So we've got all these things happening right before our very eyes. We've got Biden wanting to build back better, which simply means he wants to make America more of a top-down, controlled economy. He wants to reward you for your work, reward you, the government, doing that, not rewarding your wealth. And we have a whole, just this H.R. 1, which is tied to that, uh, people losing their minds over what George has done to try to make their elections more secure, people flipping out because they're misrepresenting what's in the law, saying that you can't bring water to someone standing in line. The way that people describe voting, I, look, I voted my entire life, and I understand I'm from a, a smaller community, so it's, it's different. And I've waited in lines before, too. But the way they describe voting, they make it sound like at any moment, you're just going to die. You are not going to be able to cast your vote. I don't know where they think or under what conditions they think these these polling places are, you know, where, what they're being held in uh, environmentally. Make it sound like you're standing in an oven. And they say... They, they just misrepresent what the law says. They want you to think that they want people to stand in long lines. They're going to crank up the heat if it's hot out. Or they're going to turn off the heat if it's cold out to try to freeze out people in line, intimidate them, make them have to do something as extraordinary as prove who they are. There's a novel concept. If you're going to vote, you should be able to – you have to demonstrate that you're legally able to cast a ballot. I don't understand the complexity of that. Even at the state, which Georgia has said they're going to to pay for it, but you got this. All these issues are com- just crashing together, and folks, we are just a couple of months into this. They're talking about how to bypass Republicans again and again and again in the Senate by using reconciliation. They're they're finding uh, through their own research that reconciliation can apparently be used as many times as they want. And for as many issues as they want, even though that's truly not the case. So you have this almost like a massive 50-car pileup on the interstate of, of, of issues today facing this United States of America. And some of these, some of these issues are incredibly uh, – the, the outcome of these issues is, is incredibly uh, instrumental in where America finds herself – moving forward out of this mess that we find ourselves in? Are we going to permanently rewrite the type of country that we have? But AOC's out there. I told you I'd play this, and I want to play this before the break. She goes to Instagram, Instagram Live, to share this 
<laughs> to share this, I'm looking at a still shot here of the video, but to share this uh, just incredibly wise, incredibly brilliant insight about the surge on the border. Just listen to this. I, I try to be nice. This is idiotic. This, just listen to this. They want to say, what about the surge? Well, first of all, mm-hmm. just gut check. Gut stop. check. Anyone who's using the term surge around you mm-hmm. consciously, consciously is trying to invoke a militaristic frame. Come on, AOC. And that's a problem mm-hmm. because these, Tell this us. is not a surge. It's not. These are children. Okay. And they are not insurgents. Who said and that? And they are not being invaded, <laughs> which, by the way, is a white supremacist we go. idea, mm-hmm. philosophy, mm-hmm. the idea that if an other is coming in the population, that this is like an invasion of who we are. They want to say- That's I, stupid is what that is, which, of course, when I said AOC said it, you knew that it had no basis in reality to begin with. But that is... First of all, gut check. I think I'm going to start saying that on the program. Gut check. Gut check, first of all. If anyone consciously uses the word surge, they're setting up a militaristic frame. (laughs) Oh, these are not insurgents. These are children, she says. Have you ever used the words insurgents? I just, to describe what's happening, we have an influx. We have a surge of people that is referring to a smaller number becoming a bigger number aoc it is an influx is that can i say that or is that white supremacist as well and she's conflating so so many issues here so on the one hand we're supposed to believe aoc that we if if we if we're talking about you know an influx or an increase in numbers, a surge, if you will, a surge of, of individuals, whether children, it doesn't. the The question at this point, I mean, you have to understand the details to understand how to solve the problem. But right now, the border is just overwhelmed because of a surge and influx and increase of people. Now. We want a secure border. There are reasons that the border is, is facing a surge. And if you ask those people who are coming here or their families, they will tell you it's because of Biden's policies. The media has stumbled into this multiple times. They've called, they've, they've looked on the wristbands and called the number of the young person, the minor that's there at the border. And the parent tells the person on the phone, the reporter, yeah, we sent them there because of Biden's policies. News reporter totally shocked because Biden's out there saying this is just the way that it is. This is the natural, you know, ebbs and flows of, of how many people come to our board. This is not what that is. This is this is an opportunity for people that they believe Biden is going to, with the Democrats, take action on the people that that are here illegally and they want to be a part of that. That's as, it's as simple as that. Just because just because you you want border security does not mean <laughs> that your folk they are the ones that are infatuated with skin uh, skin color ethnicity those things 
they're the ones that can't stop talking about that. They say that you and I are against it because we don't want people looking different than us because we're white supremacists. Oh my gosh, the stupidity. This is, I'm, I decided I, I am unoffendable. In fact, I put that in my column yesterday, which went out in our email. But I'm unoffendable at this point. But if anything was going to offend me, just looking at me, seeing I'm a white guy, and then just assuming that I'm a white supremacist, that would be up there to me as far as things go that could offend me. This is, this is beyond absurd. And no matter what issue you, you point to, this is, the sign of, this is the type of rhetoric and behavior you will find, not just from AOC, from most of Democrats in elected uh, positions here in our great nation. And it's, you know, they, they have the power, they, they, have, they have majorities, and this almost, they've almost made this a bigger train wreck than what it is, what it is otherwise. Anyway, long in this segment. I got other stuff to get to, but we've got really this convergence of all sorts of issues here, and it's exposing the stupidity of democratic policies for anybody who wants to see it. Anybody who wants to see it, I've got to take a break. We'll continue this after the break. Sit tight. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back here in just a minute. Welcome back. So, by the way, sorry, I'm, I'm queuing up some sound bites, listening to some idiotic things that are being said by Morning Joy. And I realized here I didn't have the audio set up correctly on the Facebook feed this morning. Good morning again, Facebook, as we re, as we reboot, as we reboot that. But anyway, program is brought to you in part by. We've talked about the importance of supporting our advertisers, right? And I think this is this is very important to do. Um, we live in a society that is looking. We have people who are out there actively looking to tear down anyone that doesn't tow really the Democrat line. That's really what this comes down to. Not a hundred percent. There are some uh, in the in the boycott crowd on the other side. Um, as well, but this is this is a real problem in our culture, and so you know we ask our listeners that you just give our advertisers a chance, and there's a whole whole bunch of them. We're growing those each and every day, and one of those is Gatekeeper Services in Central Indiana. They have experience with providing automated gate installation and maintenance services. They offer affordable residential and commercial motorized units. Gatekeeper Services, they're on the west side in Plainfield, but they service central Indiana. Veteran-owned, by the way. Call them to get a free estimate, 317-714-4061, 317-714-4061. Be sure to tell them that you heard them on our program. They're good guys. Good guys. I've met them. I meet, I meet most of our advertisers that's becoming a little harder as we as we grow but I've typically I I get to know folks and um, we've we've met Larry and Matt anyway appreciate having them on the program 
So during the break, and you would have heard me firing up this clip, or a couple of clips if you were on Facebook, um, I was playing for Oz here some clips from Morning Joy. Now, Morning Joy, Joy Reid on MSNBC, is her and AOC have a lot in common. They, they could sit down and have a conversation. I wouldn't mind the video cameras being there just to see where this thing ends up. But these two are radicals. They are crazy. And to Oz's point, Oz says she has an audience. She does have an audience. It is perplexing because what she is, I just want you to listen to this. Now, remember, for four years, they were in complete panic mode because Donald J. Trump was running, well, was in charge of of the executive branch. He was doing things that they wanted to represent as destructive to America, the end of civilization as we know it. In the final days of Trump's presidency, we had Nancy Pelosi actually trying to keep the nuclear codes away from him. I mean, come on, right? This is the sort of stuff that happened. And they bemoaned and cried and blew things out of proportion. They stirred up hatred and discord personal hatred for Trump, hatred for America, discord among Americans to where if you didn't agree with the talking points of the radical left, you needed to be canceled or you needed to be stopped or you needed to be um, doxxed on social media. You had to pay the consequence. You were part of the problem, right? Anger, rage, bitterness. Now they're in, they're in control now. Everything should be going Perfectly well. And it is an unmitigated disaster. Everywhere you look, it is an unmitigated disaster. You know it. I know it. And perhaps most importantly, even they know it. Unmitigated disaster. That is what we have. And folks, we are two months into this. Two months into this. So they're upset about a lot of things. And I think I really do believe out of all the things they're upset about, the one that upsets them the most is that now they have the power, but they're not ready. They, meaning Joe Manchin, uh, Senator Cinema from Arizona, they're not prepared to use it, meaning they're not prepared to blow through the filibuster. They're not prepared to push through, maybe, now this could change, they're not prepared to push through H.R. 1, which really, folks, to me, is the most important thing to them right now. H.R. 1 and this stupid piece of legislation that basically nationalizes elections and creates all sort of havoc for our elections. I mean, it basically takes everything that was wrong in 2020 and makes it what we have to do every state moving forward. That is what it does. It opens up um, mail-in voting to the extreme. It fights against this idea, this concept that there's an ID that needs to be presented. Everything that was wrong with the system in 2020, all the things that we talked about on here, right, before it even happened, We talked about this in the months leading up to 2020. All the things that are bad with elections, those are the things that they want to codify into law. They want to make that the law of the land. They want to overrule your state 
wherever that may be. You may be with me in the great state of Indiana, but any state in this country, no matter where you live, they want the federal government to come in and to take basically control of the election, even though the Constitution says the states um, are responsible for their own elections. They're going to nationalize everything, come in and fix the problem and do away with the racists. Basically, this is the the narrative. The racists who are uh, trying to keep people from voting, trying to keep people of color from voting, silencing the, the American people. That's what they want you to believe this is about. But make no mistake about this. This is about the permanent ability to remain in power. They can see that finish line. You hear me say that. And if you were in the home studio, I point, for whatever reason, I point to the same spot. I can, I visualize in front of me a finish line. And it's within a couple of strides. It's right there for the taking. And they won't do it. Not yet, anyway. I'm not convinced that they won't change their minds. Because these discussions that are happening behind closed doors, I can guarantee you, I can guarantee you go something like this. If you're, let's say you have the Democrats who are pushing to, for H.R. 1 to do away with the filibuster against those who are dragging their feet like Joe Manchin. This is what they will say. Joe, if you just put your head down and if you just run through this finish line, it doesn't matter. You're never going to have to go back and be held accountable for your actions. What we've done to the election system, if we're allowed to pass this stupid piece of legislation, the H.R. 1, the For the People Act, it's really For the Democrat Party Act is what it should be. For the permanence of the Democrat Party reign and rule. That's what this act should be called. And they say, look, just put your head down, run through it. You're going to have some push back you're going to have some opposition now but once once we implement this joe you can't lose you can't lose because this system and how messed up it is is going to make sure that you remain in power put your head down and run through the finish line run through the tape we got to finish the job and they are losing their minds, they being the likes of AOC, they being the likes of Joy Reid and the other radical leftists because they were under the impression they were under the impression that if they got here, the finish line would be run through by the leaders in the Democrat Party, by all Democrat Party officials because they actually coalesce pretty well. That's one thing that they do quite well. So I'm going to play this Joy Reid soundbite, but it's going to come on the other side of the break because I've – Going along in this segment. So sit tight. We'll get to that after the break. Back here in just a minute. Welcome back. You've tuned in to America's Realities Are. Self-appointed, by the way. Self-appointed. The New York Times was asking Biden to appoint a reality czar, and I figured, who better for that job than me? <laughs> so here we are. Oz, don't be laughing at that. So here we go. Here's this soundbite. This is, this is from last week, Joy Reid. Now remember, the part, her party's in power. Her crazy ideology is being implemented. 
uh, even though even though they act like it's not, even though they want to pretend like they're doing something moderate and uh, reasonable in Congress and so forth, they are they're run by radicals right now. Democrat Party is 100% run by radicals. If you're a rank-and-file member of the Democrat Party, or if you know someone who is, you know people who are not radicals, but they are being represented by the radicals today. But it's still not enough for Joy Reid. I want you to listen to this. This is what I say H.R. 1, in my opinion, right now, and they have a laundry list of things they want to get done, but I think H.R. 1 to them may be the most, I say may because I, it's definitely a contender for most important to them because again, it takes their ability to implement their radical ideas and push us towards socialism and government control and the nanny state and them having the, the you know, positions of power and authority for the rest of their lives. It pushes us in that direction and they're happy to take us there. So I think HR1 may be the number one priority for them right now. Listen to Joy Reid. I want you to listen to this utter insanity. And to Oz's point, she has an audience. People tune in and listen to this gibberish, to this nonsense, and act as though this is a legitimate and rational viewpoint. Listen. Listen to how she describes Georgia's newly uh, passed election law. Listen to how she argues in favor of the For the People Act. Listen to this crazy nonsense. Let's just be clear for everybody who's watching this right now. Be what clear. Republicans are saying is they're going to make it torture for you to vote torture. in line by having fewer machines, beat up machines, places where in, in urban centers, places where black folks live, suburbs where black people live, make it impossible or torture for you to vote in line. Waterboarding stations. And then they're going to make it impossible for you to vote by mail. They're impossible. going to lock off every way that you can vote. And then even if you survive all of those restrictions survive. and you finally get your vote in, then they're going to say, you don't die. ways out. We're just not going to count what you did because we don't like who you voted for, so we're just going to give it to the other guy. This is the end of democracy in America. This is the beginning of the South, the South Africa strategy. This is minority mm-hmm. rule. This is saying we will rule over the objections of the majority of the American people. This is the most serious thing that we've seen happen since the January 6th siege. It's another kind of siege. It is absolutely bizarre. And it is, uh, I will say it's un-American. It's probably kind of in a way. <laughs> it's old school American. It's Jim Crow American. Yeah, so she's got a black lives matter guest on there that i won't play the response but you get the idea again these folks are in power right now they're in power she made it sound like i mean going to vote is the equivalent of the baton death march and if you think about it folks we have polling places now the states are different I, i i do recognize that but if you can't get to a polling place to vote or if you can't request a ballot by mail at this particular point in time, given the time frame that we have this open, forgive me for questioning your seriousness in wanting to cast a ballot. I suppose there could be some extreme circumstance where someone, you know, just is I don't know what it would be. I'm trying to be as understanding as possible here. But the the idea that we have polling places open All the time, even on weekends, that the voter ID requirement the state of Georgia will even pay for. It's not about that. It's not about a poll tax. It's about 
surprisingly to the left, we need to know that you're eligible to vote. That's it. That's all we need to know. You just have to be able to prove who you are. And they'll say anything that anything that makes that makes a voter take one step to ensure that he or she is legally eligible to vote, they frame as you talk AOC was saying earlier that if you use the word surge, you're framing the situation on the border as a militaristic situation. Well, in the same fashion, although in the world of reality, not in the world of AOC's gibberish and nonsense, in the same sense, if you're going to um, use the, the phrase voter suppression anytime there's a rule to make sure that the votes that are cast are only the ones that should be legally counted, then that is a, <laughs> that is a major problem. And that's what they've done, and that's what the media does. That's what Joe Biden did the other night. He's now saying that his administration may be took, taking a look at the Republican, or excuse me, the, the Georgia law that just passed on elections. Folks, they are ticked off about this. The idea that they're going to have to run another election. Some of these folks think, hey, they thought if we win in 2020, we're going to make sure that we stay in power forever by passing laws that are only going to exasperate the problems that we had, which we'll take advantage of. That's what they're doing. I just That is what's happening here. It is obvious to anyone that wants to see it. And I've got to take a break. Sit tight. Back here in just a minute. Not to be outdone, Vice President Kamala Harris speaking, speaking, I don't know where this even, to a group, um, pushing to pay, you know, to pay teachers more and to provide government, pay, I guess, paid child care. She, <laughs> oh, I just want you to hear this. She's up there talking about it and she brings up, of course, with COVID, parents have had to change how they live effectively, um, either taking off work, working from home, doing something, right? Because there's no school and there's no child care. It's most, a lot of places anyway. So she has this to say, and it's not as what she says. She thinks this is hilarious, folks. And remember, remember in the, in the city of, of San Diego, in the city of San Diego, the Democrats are allowing the education of illegal immigrants in person, but not students of taxpayers in the state of, of, or the city of San Diego. Listen to this. More people are seeing that, yeah, affordable childcare is a big deal. She goes. More parents are seeing the value of educators when they had to bring their kids. And said, we're not paying them nearly enough. (laughs) (laughs) More parents having to stay home with their kids. (laughs) I got to pay those teachers more. We got to pay. We have to have government-led child care. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She's having a good old time. (laughs) Oh, my friends. I tell you what. This is 
Look, it is serious. I don't want to say that. This, you know that I, I believe in everything that that we say on here. I, you know, I. But there's a way to, I think, communicate, and sometimes you just have to to laugh. But this, this does have some entertaining entertainment value. This is again. Remember what we were for four years, for five years, really, when they began their attacks on Trump. Once they realized that he wasn't just a joke, that he actually had a chance at winning. Which it took him a little while to catch on to that. But you look at this and you think, we were told pretty much the whole time, for, for, for at least four years, we'll say four years, we were told that we had to have the adults running the show again. Because Trump, of course, was not a, an adult. He was a juvenile at best, maybe infantile in the minds of the left. And so they just say, wait until we take control and everything will be fine. We are two months in. We are two months in, and no matter where you look, disaster, chaos, joke, implosion. Welcome to today's Democrat Party, and by extension, since they're in control, your nation. Back here in just a minute. Welcome back really quickly, and this reminds me as well, if you follow us on YouTube, actually if you follow us on Periscope, today's the last day, I think today Periscope comes down at the end of today. Make sure you follow us or download the podcast on Apple um, Apple Podcasts, follow us on another platform, join and subscribe to the email newsletter, com slash subscribe, but YouTube is experimenting with not showing how many dislikes a video gets. And by the way, we're, I mean, I mentioned that because we're, YouTube is, we're going to be banned from there. I can just, I can tell you that this is coming. But YouTube is experimenting. You can still downvote a video, but it won't show the count. And I've seen some people on social media say, you can't convince me this has nothing to do with Joe Biden's YouTube channels. The amount of negative comments and thumbs down that Biden's getting. Would it surprise you, really? Would it surprise you to find out that they're trying to prevent against too many negative downvotes? I've got to go. SDG. See you tomorrow. Take care.